It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hi, Ryan. It is already that time of the year. It's hot and sweaty. You know what that means. Play ball. Today, we have the College World Series Executive Director, Catherine Morrissey, in the studio with us. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. I really can't believe it's already this time. I was just saying off the air that I last time I checked, it was April. Now it's time for CWS. And I have the adrenaline rush that proves we're just days away. <laughs> <laughs> but we're a week out, right, from opening day? Opening ceremonies this year is on Thursday. So okay. we are a little bit less, in, if you're counting that as the first day. Okay, and then it's all about the games. It is. How we, exciting. It is. And we have a new format this year. Oh. So that's kind of nice. We are starting games on a Friday. So if anybody's in I always do it this way mode, pay attention to the change in format. It's a little condensed. Okay. Mostly doubleheader day. But uh, it's it's a good thing. Hmm, good to know. Okay, yeah. before we get too far into that, tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself. Are you an Omaha gal? Where did you grow up? You know, I've become an Omaha gal because I grew up across the river. I graduated from Lewis Central High School in Council Bluffs. All right. Yes. Uh, but I did go to UNL. I got a journalism degree down oh. at UNL and uh, had some jobs in between, but subsequently ended up in Omaha doing work eventually on the College World Series. That's amazing. So what were your last steps in your career path to get to here? <laughs> I mean, how do you become the ED of the College World Series? You don't follow my career path because okay. it's too crazy. <laughs> um, as a journalism major, I wanted to go into public relations, which I did. Sure. Um, I eventually ended up at Mutual of Omaha, where I managed corporate philanthropy and community relations. And one of our projects for community relations was the College World Series. Ah. And back then, Believe it or not, we used to manage the general admission ticket function. We coordinated the efforts of the volunteers, and that sounded really cool, and I enjoyed it. Sure. Um, But actually what happened after that, my husband had recently gone off on his own, Uh created his own meeting and event design company. And I suggested to him that he pitch the idea of being the outsourced event manager to College World Series of Omaha, Inc., And he did, and they said, you're right, that would be a good thing to do. And eventually I left Mutual to go work with him. That was one of many clients. But then they took up more and more time. And now, uh, back in when we moved to the new stadium, actually, we negotiated a 26-year agreement, which was unheard of with the NCAA. That's good news. It was, except the NCAA said, we feel a little funny about making an arrangement with an organization which we love and trust, Mm -hmm. but that has no full-time staff. So at that point, we transitioned, that was in 2010, into full-time staff. I became the first executive director. Aha, that is very interesting. And to me, it's also remarkable that your staff is all women. It is. We are four full-time, one part-time all-female staff. I love that. It is great. Not intentional, but it, we hired the best people for the job, and that's how it turned out. Great. So we are, you already said we've got something new. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you what's new this year. So do tell us about the new schedule. Well, the new schedule, this year the games start on June 17th. They run through the 26th or the 27th. Uh, that's always because we play a best two out of three finals. Right. So we have two full weekends for the first oh. time in many years since 2007. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. and that, that should be great for the local economy mm-hmm. uh, because we have a lot of out-of-towners who can't travel except on a weekend to enjoy right. the event. Exactly. Now, speaking of that, the economy, I know as a city we took a big hit, right, due to COVID. Like, I don't even want to really mm-hmm. think I want to ask. But have you seen, let's see, we played ball last year, right? We did. Did we have a full house? We had not only a full house, we set record attendance, I think. Wow. Because we were in this wonderful sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what had happened, we really weren't sure until 30 days before first pitch if we could even have 50% capacity. Oh, my goodness. Then we went to 100% capacity, and it felt back then like COVID was in the rearview mirror. Right. And But there was this thing on the horizon called Delta that was kind of looming. <laughs> and uh, But as a consequence, being an outside event, I think people were Really excited about getting out, and and then, like I said, they felt safe, and it turned out really well for us. I, of course, Mississippi State vying for their first ever national championship in any sport right. was huge. Yes, <laughs> the whole state came to Omaha. Yes, how wonderful! So, <laughs> yeah. how are ticket sales this year? Ticket sales are excellent. Good. Uh, I'm very happy to report that uh, there's actually three games that have not sold out from an advanced sale that happened in mid-April. Okay, so those are afternoon games during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But that doesn't mean you can't still get tickets right. because there are tickets on the what they call verified resale market. Okay. So if you went to our website, mm-hmm. which is cwsomaha.com, on the homepage, there's a, a tile there that you can click to get to ticket sales, okay. and it will show not only the primary ticket sales for those tickets that have been on sale since mid-April, but also the secondary market. Now, if you see some high prices, though, it's up to the people that right. hold those tickets to set the prices, Right. but we hope you'll still come or tune in. Right, exactly. Now, where can folks tune in? ESPN. ESPN. Now, it will vary a little bit game to game, whether that's ESPN or ESPN2 or ESPNU. But uh-huh. uh, just tune in to your local schedule and you'll find out. Perfect. Now, of course, I've got to ask about the stadium because I grew up here and when Rosenblatt went away, I know it was like, oh, what are we going to do? I must tell you, just quickly, in my last life, I was a traffic reporter, so I know that the new stadium is so much better (laughs) getting there and getting in. I felt like, oh, Thank you for moving that. So besides the ease of getting there, what other things have changed? And what about in the last couple of years? You know, what's great about the new stadium and and your point about being able to to get people out of that stadium efficiently is right on target. Mm -hmm. It's about 12 minutes after the last pitch that we could literally empty the stadium. If you can believe that, four exits. Seriously? Four exits make a big difference. That's better than like a concert at Red Rocks. That's amazing. (laughs) Wow, 12 minutes. Okay. Hats off to Omaha police, and, and there are many assistants, so to speak. Uh, right. A lot of law enforcement from across the community helps. But, yes, we can get people out very quickly. But what's nice is when you're in your seat, mm-hmm. you've got so much more room. Ah. The seats are wider. The space between seats is wider. And we have a concourse that's 360 degrees, so people can get up, huh. walk around, grab a beverage, sit in the shade. Well, maybe not sit in the shade. I wish we had more of that. Right, well. But at least they can find shade. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, take a, a little bit of a respite there. Gosh, I'm embarrassed to say I've only been there one time and it was for a concert like years ago when it first opened. And I don't mm-hmm. remember the whole round concourse. But then again, like I said, I was at a concert. Mm-hmm. So 
What else is new? Anything else, like, remarkably new? or? Well, you know, it's interesting. I knew from the standpoint of back, because last year, not being normal, we didn't have a stadium circulator, mm-hmm. and that is back. It's run by Metro. Oh, good. And it only costs a quarter to jump on. It's ADA accessible and air-conditioned, and it drives by their, their route, which basically is from our north downtown stadium okay. to the old market. Mm-hmm passes several City of Omaha garages where you can actually make an advance reservation to park your car through Park Omaha. Is that new? Relatively, yes. Okay. Yes. So that sounds like even better. I mean, that's like, that's, how can we make it any easier? I know. They're supposed to stop every 15 minutes at their various locations. And again, you can get that map on our website, cwsomaha.com, under parking and transportation. Perfect. Now, one thing I really want us to talk about a lot is the accessibility for Mm -hmm. all people at the ballpark. And I read up on your website, and it seems like you all have that handled really well. But I wanted to kind of discuss more about the listing devices, the closed captioning, accessible parking. What can you tell us about that? Well, I would tell you in terms of accessible parking, as much as it is there, and it's actually more than we've ever had, mm-hmm. uh, for example, at Rosenblatt, it's, it seems to be never enough because right. it's such in demand, especially for those tailgaters mm-hmm. who come to lot B as in boy. Uh, those folks are amazing. They turn up really early, at literally as the parking garage is open, they've already been in line at 8 o'clock. Wow. But there are ADA spaces accessible there, and okay. they're free of charge. Good. Um, And then other Mecca lots are available as well, like Lot A. Now, Lot D is available primarily to our season ticket holders. Okay. Now, there are folks within that group who need ADA accessibility, and that's available first come, first serve. Okay, good. Very good. So if we go in there and we need some kind of help, are guide dogs, service animals allowed in the park? They are. They are welcome. Uh, The only provision, I would say, is that you do need to know that they rest near the the seat of the person who holds those tickets sure but so not in the aisle okay and if you have any questions the best thing to do is call the folks who manage the stadium which is mecca okay uh, ask for guest services and they can fill you in on almost everything ada and accessible related okay good because i know so many folks from all around the nation and internationally do we get international guests here we do really you'd be surprised how many fans come from far-flung areas. Uh, we know that Japan is always hmm. a group that's kind of interested. I yeah. hope they're traveling again. But we've had fans from Australia. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. so they follow American Ball mm-hmm. and then come here to see the grand finale. You know, I hope that's the case. Either that or they're passing through on some sort of odyssey and they make right. a special stop. <laughs> Either way, I'm grateful. Well, that's a very American thing for them to take part in, right? It we is. got the hot dogs. We got the baseball. We got the summer heat. I mean, exactly. what a better thing to to stop and do, right? Mm-hmm. So also new this year, um, let's see, what else is new this year? You've got the new schedule. Mm-hmm. What else is new that people can look forward to? Well, one of the things that's never happened before at the stadium is going to take place at opening ceremonies, which is back again this year. Good, okay. That's a full day of activity, totally free, no ticket required. Uh, that on the Thursday before the games okay. begin. And what's great about that is that we have uh, – 
practices where you can watch the teams. If, if the schedules don't coincide with yours and you'd like to take the kids, and, and this is an extremely affordable thing, mm-hmm. uh, concession stands will be open. And by the way, those are cashless, so bring your credit card. Okay. But other than that, I mean, other than what you might drink or, or eat at the stadium, everything's free. You can watch practices from 9 to 5. Ah. And the thing that has never happened before, we will have uh, a, a movie played on the big screen after the practices and before the teams parade into the stadium Olympic style, we're going to be showing Field of Dreams. Oh, I love it. How wonderful. That's great. Perfect. Now, you know, I have to ask about every year in the big storm, that oh, the big storm that always happens. I mean, we could set our clocks. It's going to happen. Yeah, I just uh, prefer that it happens on a day that we maybe have scheduled as for no games, but it right. <laughs> doesn't happen very often. Right. So in the last, well, let's see, was it 2019 or no, maybe before then? When was the last really big storm? I remember there was a huge mm. exodus, but everything was handled so well. You know, I'm glad to hear that because we spend a lot of time on safety of fans. And I think that the beauty of a multi-year event is that we get to fine-tune things year after year. Sure. So one of the things I would mention, because it's going to be good for fans for so many reasons, is to download the app, the CWS mm, app. Okay. Actually, it's the M as in men's College World Series app, MCWS app. That is really helpful in terms of rain delays. Oh, okay. So in addition to providing information about about scores and and just a myriad of, of facts and, and exactly okay. it will also kind of keep you up to date on our weather conditions. So oh. if if you're thinking about going to to the ballpark and it looks questionable and you wonder are they still playing games today, that would be a great source. Or if you're there, it'll also be another resource for what happens next. Great. So that was MCCWS. MCWS. I mean, oh, MCWS. Men's College World Series. Got it. Yeah, and you can find that at your app store free absolutely oh that sounds awesome that's mm-hmm. a good thing so tell me what gets a ball game canceled besides obviously tornadoes <laughs> well it, lightning is as our nemesis because if there is lightning and, and there's a certain mile radius right um we want to make sure obviously that the student athletes are safe in addition to the fans and the people that are working the event so lightning if there is a lightning strike we have to wait a, a minimum amount of time before everyone can safely go back onto the field, and if there's a lightning strike, after that lightning strike, the clock starts over again. Ah. So that's what can be kind of frustrating for fans in particular. Yeah, yeah, it's got to feel good to know, though, that every single meteorologist in town is really looking out for the games. I mean, that's all they talk about Oh, for, we for have two weeks. one on-site. Oh, good, And really? then we have another one that is kind of kind enough to be somewhat at the beck and call of the emergency services people with Douglas County, who is also there to offer consultation. So you're right. In addition to all our local meteorologists, mm-hmm. we have other experts that are really focused on College World Series. Very good. I yeah. love that. So let's talk about who's playing this year. Who's coming? What can we expect? Oh, my. You know, that is... Underdogs? Oh, we had some. And I was so excited because one of my favorite names, because it's like, I want that T-shirt, was the Campbell Camels. 
from North uh, Carolina. Uh, I love thought, it. oh, wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> yes. But we have some really good ones. And I just want to say it's really hard to make it to the College World Series. The super regional action that starts today mm-hmm. is exciting to watch because the teams are well matched. Right. Coming to Omaha is a difficult trek. That mm-hmm. road to Omaha is not an easy one. Yep. Once they're here, it's fascinating. For example, right now, Tennessee is ranked number one. Should they advance? The last time a number one rated team coming into the series won, uh-huh. 1999. Whoa. So it's, it's, the road continues to be difficult even when they're here. That is so amazing. Yeah. And I know a lot of these guys have started playing ball like when they were kids, right? And then they usually go to college and all that good stuff. How many of these people do we know have gone on to the big leagues? Have we seen a lot of them? There are enough that it makes it really fun to watch because you can almost guess who's going to go early in the drafts. And sometimes uh, the College World Series brings out peak performance. So somebody that might not have been noticed before might become somebody that you want to watch going forward. But What's neat is that regardless of what their pro prospects are, and most Mm -hmm. of them don't have them, frankly, they are playing for that love of the game. They're playing the hardest that they can. And it's so exciting for them to be treated like rock stars when they're in Omaha because everybody wants, you know, their attention. They're Mm -hmm. cheering for those good plays regardless of what team they're on. Right. I bet. Mm -hmm. So do we know who's coming? We have a handful. Well, I can tell you who's working to get here in the Super Regionals. We've got Tennessee, Notre Dame, Texas, East Carolina, Texas A&M, Louisville, Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, Stanford, Yukon, North Carolina, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Auburn, and Oregon State. Okay. So those Beaver fans are probably eager to make it trek Right. <laughs> so I don't follow baseball enough to know, are there any surprises in that list? You know, at this point, I, I would say there there have been some comeback kids, and and we don't think of, for example, Texas as one. Right. They started the season strong, mm-hmm. they fell out of the top twenty five, and here they are making a comeback. Right. So you know, interesting. It, it, so you just yeah. never know, right? That is that's the beauty of baseball. So tell me, as long as you've been doing this, has is there anything like super memorable, like a game or or something that's happened that you were like, oh my goodness, this is awesome? Warren Morris's home run, why? been one of the few uh, just kind of premier items that comes to mind because usually I don't get to watch the games. Usually I hear the crowd roar. I try to find a TV monitor to see what happened because we have duties during the event. But during that, that was, of course, during a finals game. I happened to be among friends. Uh, it It was the opportunity actually to have a bird's eye view. I was up on the press level. And I saw that unfold. It was like a Hollywood script. Uh-huh. And so it is just burned into my memory cells. And what made it even better is that Warren Morris, the individual, that person behind the legend, is one of the nicest people you'll ev- ever meet, uh-huh. still has fond memories of Omaha, Great. and is just a humble, wonderful representative of that game. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so great. And I know memories are made every single time people come up here. As I was telling you off air, I have two cousins that have relocated to Arizona, 
and my aunt, their mom, always took them to the Omaha Royals game. She had a box seat right behind home plate. We went. Well, those girls grew up to be women who loved baseball. So every summer they come back. So I'm happy I get to see them. But they're Mm. always at the games cheering whoever on. And we love that. We hear about a lot of family reunions, Mm -hmm. uh, people meeting up from all over the country. And we love the stories about fans in training. Uh, That's why we have actually donated. College World Series of Omaha, Inc. has donated more than $5 million in cash to improve baseball and softball fields in the metro area. That's right. We've kind of It's an enlightened self-interest thing. We figure if uh, people are going to those games, watching those games, yeah. they'll grow up and appreciate the game itself, and they're more likely to come visit us, and Absolutely. they seem to. And who knows? Maybe their kid will grow up to actually be a part of the World Series, right? We would love that. So tell me about some of the teams. Are there any more that you've – are there some that have always show up? Like, oh, those uh, – I'm terrible with teams. But those Virginia, they always come every year. Well, Cavaliers, I mean, that's a great story because Brian O'Connor, their coach, Mm -hmm. grew up across the river in my hometown of Council Bluffs. So they've kind of got a group that cheers them on. Now, one group that's not going to be here this year is LSU, but their fans will still turn out. We have season ticket holders Mm -hmm. from all over the country. Including that area, they they are are amazing. But so are our fans from across the country. Truly, we I think we're missing five states that aren't represented in our season ticket base. Hmm. So uh, yeah, talk well, to me later about Rhode Island. If you're you're listening in Rhode Island, we might want to make a deal. Yeah, what's, I mean, yeah, that's strange. Is yeah. it they just don't have ball teams, or what's you just know, not? It, it could be a travel thing. Uh, certainly, uh, when you and we've had season ticket holders from Alaska and Hawaii. Imagine coming from those outdoor paradises to Omaha, which we love, right? you know, to spend your vacation. We think about vacationing in their states, and they're coming here. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. And like you said, it's so good for the economy. Mm-hmm. And the fact now that we have it for the next 26 years or... Through, through 2036. Oh, I love so, it. Because yeah. I think at one time there was talk of it possibly. And like I said, I'm not that huge of a fan, but I was like, no, that can't go away. This is Omaha, right? Mm-hmm. We never take it map. for granted. And I'll tell you, that's the beautiful thing. Students, student athletes across the country, when they're thinking about their season, they think about coming to Omaha. They they want to win the Men's College World Series, but it's Omaha that's on a that's printed above their door jam on their locker room that they're slapping as they go out to the field. They chant Omaha. It, it's it's all about us, and it's neat to be the destination. Ooh, I love that. It gives me goosebumps. <laughs> like I said, I'm not into sports, but I'm so proud of my city. This is where I am, and this is what I love, and I love that we can attract so many people here and show them that we are not a little podunk town. We're a thriving, rich, vibrant city. And a, such a hospitable city. I, I mean, the people, and thanks, I'm shouting out thanks to every person in Omaha who's going to welcome these fans when they roll in, whether you are driving a bus, you're a, a server at a restaurant. It doesn't matter. I have hear these heartwarming stories about this person, this citizen did this for me. They went out of their way. Mm-hmm. You all really understand how to welcome people and do it right. Yep. And, you know, it's funny, like I said, being that ex-traffic reporter, you know if you're an Omaha local because all of a sudden you just start seeing so many out-of-town plates all through the city. And you're like, oh, they don't know where they're going. Be patient. It's cool. They will find their way around or we can help them. Exactly. But you're right. We're absolutely welcoming here, and I love that. And it it, it pays off for us. $88.3 million of economic impact every year just from our little two-week event. 
that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, and that's why I was like, when we had COVID, I was like, oh, what are we going to do? Yeah. But, you know, I think last year, and I'm sure this year too, people are ready to go live life, right? And I think that's why we had such a good turnout last year. And this year, yes, we have COVID still. But I think people outside events, I mean, I have seen everything from concerts to baseball. I mean, jam-packed because people are ready to live. I, I think everybody, and we'll take all those precautions to make sure that people are as safe as they can be. Mm-hmm. I know they'll be doing that personally, but it is the time where you can kind of put that on the back burner and say, let's let's just enjoy our lives. Right. Let's go out here and make sure these kids have a memorable experience on the field. Let's cheer them on. Right. Nothing says Summer like baseball, right? I agree. So tailgating, let's talk about that really quick because I'm sure there are things that we can bring and things we should not bring. And what would those be? Well, the main thing is you can't count on staying overnight. If someone says, I've got the the prime spot and I'm going to stay overnight, unless you've made an arrangement, say, with a private landholder because you're at a, a, a private lot, Don't count on doing that. And you have to be respectful of other tailgaters. And and it's wonderful. This has become a really vibrant thing again. People do tailgate. They're having a good time. But be respectful. Make sure you're not in the drive lanes and you're not overlapping your your space. Right. Uh, And, again, goes to hospitable. People are just really, really nice about that. Uh, Primarily just be safe. If you're using coals, there are usually places that are designated Mm -hmm. for you to drop those. Uh, you know, make, just make sure everybody in your group is respectful. If they've been enjoying uh, beverages throughout the day, just just make sure that everybody's safe when they drive home as well. Right. And hydrate. Water's good for Hyd- you, everybody. Excellent tip. Yeah. Ab- always. I mean, that beer is tasty when it's hot out. But, you know, beer, water, beer, water. Just saying. <laughs> Just trying to help. <laughs> Outstanding suggestion. So CWS Village, the place to be. Is there anything new this year people couldn't expect? You know, they do a great job at the Omaha Baseball Village. It's not an official part of the College World Series, mm-hmm. but the fans that go to the Fan Fest, which is adjacent to the stadium in the NCAA's, offering of activities to do and there's so many fun things to do oh, there, there is they flow right over across the street into the baseball village and that's another group that works year-round to make sure that their event is safe and fun mm-hmm. and full of activities and if every year i go over there just because they have things that i hope have returned and i want to see what's new so i'll be right there with you looking to see what's different over yeah, here cool. yeah cool so we got about three minutes left. Anything that we haven't discussed that you want to hit? Anything new? Anything folks should expect? Or Sure. I, I would remind people to bring their clear bags. I, there's something about, you know, when you haven't oh, done this right. for a year, you yes. think, oh, yeah, that's right. Remember clear bags. Every ticket this year is mobile. So it's a good idea oh. to download, download those into your Apple Wallet, for example, okay. before you come. If you have any trouble once you get to the ballpark, we have people at the box office or the ticket office um, that are there to offer you some customer service. So that's always good to know. And um, I, I, th- I think that has a lot to do with whether or not you're going to have a good game experience. If we're, you're there and there's anything we can do to help, please let us know. And by the way, you might be one of the 11 millionth fans. 
It's uh, wow. it's not quite the same as saying a number that ends in a zero or a five, but we expect 11 million fans this year. We are getting spoiled. About every three years, we hit a new million marker. That's incredible. It is, because it took from 1947 to 1972 to hit that first one million fan. Wow. And now we're doing it every three years. So come on down, and maybe you'll help us reach that 11 million marker. I have a feeling we'll hit it. I I really do. And so also, (laughs) if you haven't gotten a hotel yet... Probably you need to get on that. Oh, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because visitomaha.com is a great website. It's our Convention and Visitors Bureau website, mm-hmm. and they can be of tremendous assistance finding help in the metro area. Good. Mm-hmm. So remind us, if you need any kind of accessibility People need to call Mecca? I, I would recommend either calling or going to their re- website, which is Charles Schwab Field. Omaha.com. That's long. Let's say that again one more time. Charles Schwab Field Omaha.com. Okay. I've heard people start, and not for the website, to nickname it the Chuck. So we'll see if that catches <laughs> on. <laughs> the Chuck. I love it. But they have an entire couple of pages of detail um, okay. about, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, a- a- any number of the accessibility things that we talked about. Okay. They are there to make sure that you have a good experience. Good. And, and the more notice you can give them, the more. And guest services, once you're there. Right. Guest services is located right behind Section 113. Okay. Near the Gate 1, the, the road to Omaha. Gate, where okay, the sculpture good. is, uh-huh. and so those folks are there to help as well. Okay, so don't be shy. If you need help, please reach out uh, the stadium. It's totally accessible for everyone to come and mm-hmm. join. So again, if you need help, do not hesitate. And then remind us again of the app that we should put on our phones to know about weather, stats, everything. Men's College World Series is the app that you're looking for in whatever app store you have. Okay, perfect. And my mm-hmm. last question for the actual College World Series, what is is it still the the Chuck the website or is that different? Well, that would be NCAA.com. Okay, and then you can look under Division One Baseball. Okay, they are the group that can run those scores and, and provide all of the detail that you want. And if you're a season ticket holder, you can come to our website, cwsomaha.com. Okay, wonderful. My last question for you. Any predictions? I know it's hard. Uh, I know it's hard. And I know it's the day is young and we haven't, I don't know, any any thoughts on mm. who might be in the top one, two, three? I hope whoever wins is going to be deserving of the honor because it's so hard to get. I have a son-in-law who graduated from UT, University of Texas, so Uh I'll I'll mention that. But my sister-in-law is affiliated with Stanford and is a huge fan, so I'll throw their name out. And, oh, my gosh, Arkansas, you know, we used to have Dame Van Horn as a – one of our coaches, uh-huh. so there's a, a soft spot in my heart for them, too. Okay, well, may the best team win. <laughs> That's right. Well, Catherine, it's been a joy talking to you, and I'm so excited for all those millions of people to descend on Omaha. And again, thanks for all that you do, and thanks for coming in today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for asking. Thank you. I'm Cammie Carlisle. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.